Welcome from the banks of the Rappahannock River on the campus of St. Margaret's School in Tappahannock, Virginia. I am Virginia Ferguson, and this is the Daily Thistle for Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. On the river today, the sun will rise at 6.42 a.m. with a high tide at 4.40 a.m. A 2.31-foot low tide will be at 11.23 a.m. and a high tide returns at 5.16 p.m. The sun will set at 5 p.m. It will be a waning crescent moon. In the weather today, there will be mainly sunny skies. The high will be 72 degrees. Winds light and variable. Today we conclude our visit with the class of 1961. Nancy Mullins Winters, Carol Collins Taylor, Kaki Hudson Fox, Dorothy Curls Chapel, and Betty Townsend Sexton. When they began at St. Margaret's, there were 48 states. When they graduated, Alaska and Hawaii were added to the United States. America was mesmerized with the Mercury 7 as the space race took shape. Consumer innovation found soda cans made of aluminum and more and more Americans were buying televisions and seeing things nationally and globally. For the class of 1961, the world changed mightily during their time on the river and beyond. So let's join their life journeys and learn how their St. Margaret's experience shaped that journey. Well, I have graduated and I went to San Diego State College and then got my master's at Stanford and taught. And then um, I worked as a school administrator in a school like this in La Jolla, California, the Bishop's School. Um, and when you were talking um, last night about the era of strong female headmistresses, there was one at Bishop's and at um, Annie Wright, which is in Tacoma, Washington, and they all knew Miss Wolfe. And then um, my, I met my husband, and he and I um, worked for Elizabeth Cooper Ross and do, did workshops all over on grief, loss, and trauma. So I feel like St. Margaret's really gave me stability and values and joy and optimism and faith. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I went to college outside of Boston, and in that era was not at all unusual for people to meet someone and get married so I got married when I was just 21. I have lived in Philadelphia for the, you know, all those years. Yeah. Had three children that are, three daughters that are now in their 50s <laughs> and they're wonderful. By the way, they all did you go to a woman's college? I did. Oh, I know. I went to Endicott. And, okay. Yeah, in Beverly. Um, 
gotcha, I don't know about... I, I don't know, I'd have to think about the question more. Mm -hmm. So, I think adolescence is a really challenging time. I really oh, do. Yes. I think you all have an awful lot to navigate. So, and you're, here you're in a safe environment to be able to, to do that. And what you said last night, first of all, to find out who you are, and then I think that if you can do that, then where you're going is easier. Like first of all, you, I, I think finding out who you are takes a lot of introspection, which is not something teenagers necessarily have, but they can be guided to help them look inward and figure out who they are. I think that's hard. I had no idea. <laughs> you know, so when did you decide to go to nursing school? Well, I started out to do that and went to nurse, went two years at Mary Washington, then to UVA, and that didn't work out. So I went back to Mary Washington, got a degree in biology, a BA because I had to take Latin because it was the only language that I was proficient enough. It was the only language I'd ever taken. No, I took French. <laughs> anyway, so I got a degree in, I got a BA because I didn't take a modern foreign language. So then I went to work for the Fish and Wildlife Service. And I had a friend that was working at the National Security Agency, and, and she got to wear nice clothes to work every day. And I was wearing, like, clothes that got dirty while I was at work. I didn't like that. And plus she was making a lot more money than I was. So I went to work for the National Security Agency mm -hmm. and met my husband there. And after some years we got married and came down here. And then when he died, I needed a job with benefits. Because I had these two little children. They were hungry. You know, they wanted to eat three three times a day and have a roof over their head. So <laughs> I went back to nursing school 25 years later and worked for 20 years in the operating room here at the hospital in Tallahassee, which was the place for me. I found it. But I was 45 before I found who I was and what I wanted to be and where I wanted to go and how to get there. So it's a learning process. Life is a learning process. Yes, I don't think it ever ends. So, but having gone to St. Margaret's and having these wonderful friends who found their niches, you know, it gives you, gives you faith that you, you too, you know, don't let it get you down and keep, keep going. What was that saying when you were going to let the somethings get you down? It was something not nice. Well, when I left St. Margaret's, I went to Mary Washington. And I just totally broke bad. I, lived, I did. I lived in a junior dorm my freshman year. We had no lights out. We didn't really have, because I was rooming with a junior, we really didn't have any rules, hardly. <laughs> and so 
I stayed up all night. I played bridge. I went out. That's breaking. And me. then we would come back in, and I would play more bridge. <laughs> and then I, you know, you didn't have to go to class. You really didn't. You had cuts, but uh, so I didn't go at all. I didn't. I didn't know about dropping classes. And somebody had told me to get this biology professor and this and this. And this. Well, I didn't like their classes, so I quit going. <laughs> Meanwhile, your mom is writing out the checks for you to go to small, school. But they're small checks. So at the end of the semester, the dean called my mother, <laughs> and I happened to be home with a friend. Oh, no. And uh, my mother told the dean that I would graduate, and she and I would see that I did. So I had to go to summer school. So then I straightened up, flew right, graduated on time. Oh, good. Mm. Whatever. But I really, I mean, there was no study hall. There was nobody to tell me what to do. Mm. And Kathy was living in a freshman dorm. Yeah. Everybody, so, everybody told us what to do. We so, to do it and how to do it. So after I graduated, I went into the real estate business and got my broker's license, opened my own real estate company. And then I got married, and my husband didn't like me out selling real estate, so I closed the office. And then I ended up working for social service, Elmore County Social Services, and that was what I really loved. And then, so I worked in social services for 18 or 19 years, got married again, because I'd gotten a divorce from that one. And, uh, and then at 45, I showed up pregnant. So I retired when my daughter was born. I was about 46. So I retired from that because I didn't believe she could ever exist without me there with her. Right there. So then I've just been raising her. Now she's 32 and married, so I don't have to do that. Now she takes care of me. She sends me a text every morning to make sure I'm alive. <laughs> So that's my life. Ta-da. To you, baby. Well, let's see. I finished St. Margaret's and I went to a girls college, Converse in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And that school had some rules too. But um, anyway, I was used to that kind of life. So um, I enjoyed my four years. A lot of the girls had to study a lot harder than I did because I had been to St. Margaret's. Mm -hmm. I had a wonderful education here. And uh, so that paid off big time because that meant that I could enjoy more my freshman year than some of the other girls who were coming from backgrounds that they were had a harder time. But anyway, so I finished Converse and uh, Worked at different places. I worked at a bank for a year and said, it's not, that's not for me. So I taught school for four years. I taught seventh grade English. And uh, really, you know, I, same school, same grade. <laughs> so I got along fine with that. And then I had children. And so uh, I have a son now who's 46 and a daughter, 49. Wonderful grandchildren. I've had a wonderful life. Everything is, they're good children, they've done well. I'm very proud of them. And uh, 
and I've had one job, I've substituted teaching when the children were older for a while. And then I worked down the General Assembly for 10 years when it was in session, which was a January to March, first of March job, which uh, was interesting. I enjoyed that. Secretarial well, work. I was the secretary to a delegate. The delegate had two a an aide. I had two delegates. Well, I had I had two delegates, and each delegate had an aide, and I was the secretary. So I didn't have to know a lot of the political stuff. The aide that was the aide's job. I did the secretarial work, and that's where I learned a lot about the computer. So, and I have a wonderful husband. And he's still around. The same original husband. Well, you all, all just had one husband. I just had one husband. Yeah, we did. Except you. <laughs> but yeah, and Betty just had one husband. Mm -hmm. I just had one husband. You just had one I mean, yeah. But some of us found their husbands later in life. And the one started out with them, <laughs> practically from college. It's kind of interesting. Then there are others who didn't. But and such was the class of 1961's journey back to their school here at St. Margaret's. Want to meet and enjoy the company of such women? Join us on June 4th, 2022. For my co-host Autumn, it is the day of her graduation from St. Margaret's and a day for all our alumni as Autumn's class, the class of 2022, joins the sisterhood on a joint commencement and alumni weekend. They will be inviting all our classes to join them in not only celebrating their class and the alumni, but the centennial of St. Margaret's School. End news from the BBC. BBC News with Danielle Yawowiecka. The US congressional investigation into the deadly assault on the Capitol building in January has formally requested testimony from six more associates of Donald Trump. The subpoenas largely focus on people believed to have strategized about ways to overturn the results of the November 2020 election. It's been revealed that two women in California gave birth to each other's babies and then spent three months raising the wrong children after a mix-up at a fertility clinic. Daphna Cardinale and her husband Alexander have filed a lawsuit accusing the California Centre for Reproductive Health of negligence and malpractice. The Australian government has promised 130 million US dollars to build thousands of charging stations for electric cars, a sum condemned as being far too little. The government says the investment will help reduce carbon emissions by 8 million tonnes by 2035. Thousands of people have marched to the New Zealand Parliament building in Wellington to protest about the government's strict anti-Covid measures. The protesters are calling for an end to restrictions. BBC News. Remember, you're listening to the nation's only independent school news feed. From the banks of the Rappahannock River, here, from the campus of St. Margaret's School in Tappahannock, Virginia.
As you grow in age, may you grow in grace. Live from the campus of St. Margaret's School in Tappahannock, Virginia, I am Virginia Ferguson, and this was your Daily Thistle.